Welcome to the first episode of The Incomparable Race. I'm your host, Jason Snell. Let's meet our contestants. Glenn and Monty, Seattleites. John and Greg, Cranky Old Men. Dan and Scott, Nemeses. David and Erica, Midwesterners. Steve and Phil, the baseball fans. Okay, now teams, uh, let me explain. Your first clue for the incomparable race is outside in the 2015 Chevy Equinoxes that are parked on the corner. Now, good luck. Travel safe. Go! Yes! All right, let's start the podcast. Where'd they go? Oh, this was a bad idea. It's the Incomparable Game Show, number 188, April Fool's 2014. Welcome back to the Incomparable Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Snell, and it is time to do something different. We like to do something different when it's around April Fool's Day. And so for this time, we're going to revisit something we did two years ago, which is a game show. This is the second Incomparable Game Show. I'd like to introduce our teams. First, joining me here on the West Coast, the best coast, Team Pacific Time, Glenn Fleischman. Hello. Ahoy! Welcome to Team Pacific Time. One of your teammates is Steve Lutz. Steve, hello. Hello, Jason. You call this Team Pacific Time, but I can't help notice it doesn't seem all that different from Team Old. Uh, it's very well. The old people come to California. In fact, it seems to me you just saddled us with two additional crusty old farts and changed the name, <laughs> thinking we'd be too senile to notice. Indeed. Is You've, that what you did, Jason? Um, yes. That's oh. essentially what I did. Also, geography helped. Philip Michaels is also on Team Pacific Time. He's a new person to this. Hello. I didn't agree to this. No. <laughs> Why are you here? I don't know. Uh, it's an error of some sort. Well, stick yeah, around. Maybe I something. wandered into the room. Maybe you'll win some rice aroni later. It's possible. Greg Noss, also Team Pacific Time. Hello. Team not as sleepy as other team. Yes, that's right. You have wakefulness on your side. Home so, field advantage, baby. Use marginal it well. wakefulness. And Monty Ashley, also Team Pacific Time. Hello. Hi. You're supposed to say, I'm on a business trip. I'm the East Coast. <laughs> no, we're ruined. All these I people... rode out into the ocean so I can be at Hawaii time. Oh, good. Good for you. Well, then you're way ahead of us. <laughs> well, I'm surprised I have such a good internet connection. Now let me introduce the five people who comprise um, te- Team Not Pacific Time, or as I like to call it, Team East and also Canada. <laughs> Scott McNulty is in Philadelphia, so he counts as Team East. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. What a great response, Scott. <laughs> that's, 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 like, that's his catchphrase. Hey, come on. Hello. Dan Morin, also here from uh, the greater Boston area. Hello. I, I was just saying the Team Pacific is old because they're living in the past. Yeah. It could be. It could be. John Syracusa, also from the greater Boston area and therefore part of Team East. Hello. I prefer to think of us as team real time. Yeah, it could be. It depends. <laughs> is there really a real time? Time is relative. Yeah, it's, and it's Greenwich Mean Time is real time. No, no. Can any part of Boston really be called great? All right, we have nobody from that time that zone time is, here. That time is just too mean. If you're in Greenwich Mean Time and you're listening to this podcast, you win. Team Zulu, you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> David Lore from the great state of Indiana. Indiana has many time zones. I'm very confused, but you're east but no of coasts. here. Hello. Hello. I'd I'd like to buy a Vanna. Uh, you can't do that. Now, Team East and also Canada, here is our Canadian entrant from north of the border, 
previously from Wisconsin, now from Edmonton, it's Erica Ensign. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I've been here for like two and a half weeks, but I officially count now. T- time zone wise, you're very close to team Pacific time, but we're going to put you in team East and also Canada just to balance it all out. I protest. <laughs> it's it's a very Canadian thing to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will be very polite about it and just be fine with uh, going on, on Team East. That's it's nice. really team lousy weather, isn't it? And and also give all your answers in French, too. All right. Here is what's going to happen. I <laughs> Just like last time, I'm going to have a bunch of ridiculous questions that I ask you or have ridiculous tasks I ask you to perform. This proves nothing. I will award points based on your performance. In the end, the team with the most arbitrary number of points for me. Not the most points, just the ones that were the most arbitrary, I guess. I just <laughs> said that. Uh, will be declared the winner and get um, nothing. So that's how this is going to work. I and, quit. And, and <laughs> already angry. <laughs> um, I thought about doing this like Survivor, and uh, then I decided that would be that would be sad. Although there's so many of you, maybe I should have. But anyway, so round one um, is the general trivia warm up. I'm going to ask Ooh, each of, I'm going to ask each of you a question, and then you need to answer in turn. And uh, you don't get help from your team in this part. So we will begin. These are the individual humiliation rounds. Individual then. humiliation <laughs> rounds, yes. Well, well put. Well put. Oh, I'm way ahead of you guys then. All right. Uh, Glenn, here's your what? question. What? He's not Alec Holland. He's a plant that thinks it's Alec Holland. Who is he? Well, it's a sad story of a man and a girl and a love affair. I don't think there's a girl in it. But... And there is a girl. Oh. He's Swamp Thing. Oh, you're right. Wow. Good job. Please. I didn't like, know I if you would get that. Very Never good. heard of Adrian Barbeau? Adrian Barbeau is right. pretty, yeah. pretty definitely a girl. I would not... Oh, don't, don't. The romance... Well, it depends the, which of the, the canon comic. you like. There no. was a romance, and All someone right. was killed, and then he turns into a thing, and... He's, the, the this is true. Good point. Kind of thing. Uh, Scott McNulty, here's your question. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's the answer to every question. Good morning. Yes. We started over. Um, How do you greet people? He. (laughs) Yes. Here's a question. He he played the trash can man, a time traveling fraud on Star Trek, a creepy doctor on Orphan Black, and a famous '80s TV pitch man. Who is he? Uh, I have no idea what his name is. But I know who you're talking about. Steel. Back up, back up from the team. For partial credits. For this partial credit, so you can tell me who he is. Uh, who he is, as in the 80s icon, Max Headroom? Yes. Okay, you get one point for that. His, can someone steal? No, you can't steal. Oh. It, Matt Frewer is the name of the actor, oh. but he was Max Headroom. Damn it. I knew that. So you get half You get half credit, Scott. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's um, all I want. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's an East Coast two points. It's worth, you know. It's are they arbitrary points? They they Ooh. might be extra. I may, arbitrary. I may already be in the lead. I are these that. are these points Scott in arbitration? Wins. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Scott's the winner. We that was it. Uh, Steve Steve Lutz. What? Um, <laughs> name the bat-like character who is a recurring character on the Tick. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I think I know this That's one. I've never seen it. I know this is true choices. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not Arthur. He's not a bat. He's not that like. No. Can uh, I ask for clarification on his behalf? Uh, <laughs> I, I will accept any right answer here. Okay. <laughs> That's a big of you. Other questions, you will not accept any right <laughs> answer. <laughs> Check the instruction book that comes with the comics. 
Whoa, Wait. whoa. Violation. <laughs> Would it be Batman well? Did you get that yourself? Or was that uh, in your back channel? <laughs> it's No, it was not in the back channel. I guarantee you that. The back Internet channel search. is mostly where, Steve making porn jokes. Where did, where did you get... <laughs> I, 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 this, I will use this lesson film. to remind everybody, no, no searching the internet. Searching no, the internet is... Of fun. course not. Come on. That would violate the sacred trust that is inherent in any podcast. <laughs> All right. Yes, Batman well. We would also have accepted Deflator Mouse. I think oh. I remember him from That's a previous draft of some sort. Yeah. So. Very good. All right. Dan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Quit stealing Scott's line. Goodbye. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin's A Game of Thrones takes place in a world experiencing an extremely long season. What season is it? <laughs> I think I live in that world right now. The season of the witch, is that it? But it's a trick um, question. Wow. Yeah, well, okay, so they're experiencing a very long summer, actually, because winter is coming. That is correct. Very good. Yeah. I, Wait, what so, what the hell happened to fall? Couldn't it be a well, long fall? Well, well done, Steve, in giving the other team a clue that it was a trick yeah, question. Thanks, good lots. Job. Good job. <laughs> hey, you know, somebody's got to show these youngsters the way. I mean, All these right. East Coasters the way. All right. And by show them the way, you mean give them the answers? To victory, yes. Show them the way to victory. That's nice. That's very nice. Philip Michaels. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> you, you, Can't uh, prove it. This is a question I know your wife could answer, so it may have reached you via osmosis. And we probably don't want to know the answer. In, in DC Comics. <laughs> oh, God. The, <laughs> the emotional spectrum is divided into the seven colors of the rainbow. Willpower, as you know, is championed by the Green Lanterns, while Sinestro and his gang wear yellow outfits because they're yeller. Name what emotion any of the other colors stands for. <laughs> Go back to the part about the lanterns. Tell um, me about the lanterns, George. Which color represents impotent rage? Puce. No, actually, can you can you repeat the the last bit of the question? All right, the I... emotional spectrum is divided into seven colors. Yeah, of the d- 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 skip ahead. Green lanterns. <laughs> Got that bit. Green lanterns have the willpower. Yellow and the Sinestro. Sinestro yeah, has yeah, yeah, yellow yeah, yeah. because they're, the end. they're afraid. Uh-huh. Name what emotion? Name the emotion of any of the other colors of the rainbow. Is Skittles one of them? <laughs> Skittles is oh, all of that's them. That's an emotion, right? Red taste is taste blind, the emotions. Red, excuse me. Red is blinding rage. You are right, and I thought that Holy you might guess crap. that. <laughs> Red I, is I blinding Phil, rage. Phil, good job tapping into that rage. Just <laughs> It works for you. It's that's it's a good one. Greed is orange, by the way. I don't know what that's about. Hope is blue. Compassion is indigo, and love comes in violet, baby. All right. That's a thing with feathers. Moving on, David. Mm-hmm. How many sequel novels to two thousand one: A Space Odyssey did Arthur C. Clarke write? <laughs> three. Uh, so much. Two, so much two, for th- drama. Three is the right answer. Well done. 2010, 2065 was the third one. 2061 and 3001. Yep. The final Odyssey. Terrible. 3000 it was 20, wasn't terrible. it 2065? Yeah, but then 3001. I wasn't asking one. what the years were. Third, I was just three, saying how many. Third, yeah. He wrote four. Oh, 3001. Three yeah, you're right. 3001. Yeah. I remember that. And Hal and Me, the little known buddy comedy. <laughs> Mostly took place at a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> His collaboration with Mitch Albom. The, the computers. So the first five Hal. computers you. Hal, Hal is played by Hal Holbrook, which is delightful. Oh, that's confusing. 
it ends with Hal murdering Mitch Album, so it's a very happy ending. Greg, it's <laughs> up. Yeah. Greg Noss. Does he need anyone in heaven? Greg Noss, how many actors have played Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader in Star Wars live action movies? Stuntmen don't count. Voice actors do. God, I don't want to screw this up. Well, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Do physical people who are non-voice acting count? Yes, physical people count. Voice actors count. Stuntmen don't count. He's using his fingers. Yeah, I'm using my fingers. <laughs> five. How many fingers do you have on that hand? Yes, yeah. five is the answer. I got Good job. One in Dave particular. Prowse, James Earl Jones, Sebastian Shaw, Hayden Christensen, and Jake Lloyd. Good job. John Syracuse. Lieutenant Commander Data's creator and Khan have a name in common. What is it? You asked me a Star Trek question? These are probably like tailored to our areas of expertise. It's, they are definitely not. God, I, I know almost nothing about Lieutenant Commander Data or Khan. I could, I was going to guess that they share the same first name, but I don't remember what the hell the first name is. Bob. I got Do nothing. Do they even have a first name? Oh, yeah. He's talking about Lieutenant Commander Data's creator, creator. right? Creator. Right. And I Khan hmm? have a name we in know common. It. I got it. All right. Well, it. well, John, you can't. You hey, got well, nothing. Uh, let me let me give me a couple seconds to think All of right. the name because it'll. What the hell? I just watched Wrath of Khan like three Lester. weeks ago. It's Genghis. <laughs> Manny. Leprechaun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Wrath of Leprechaun. Uh, I'm not, not going to get it. It's Noonian. Noonian. Which bo um. both both named after a friend of Gene Roddenberry's, apparently. Yeah, I was going like the Indian thing, yeah. and but the, how Ricardo Montalban is the wrong actor to play that ethnicity, but I could not come up with the name. We also would have accepted Noonan Noonan. Noonan really gives you Benedict Cumberbatch is what it gives you. You'd be tasking me, Kirk. We'll be getting to Benedict in a minute. Monty, here's your question. <laughs> name someone who isn't J. Jonah Jameson and Peter Parker who is employed by the Daily Bugle. Robbie Robertson. All right. Nice. Ooh, love his band. We would have also accepted Ned Leeds, Betty Brandt, Ben Urich. Many, many options there. And Erica, here is your question. Oh, boy. Which of these has Benedict Cumberbatch never portrayed in a movie <laughs> or on television? Here's the list. A detective, a dragon, an American, a murderous Superman, a revealer of secrets, a king, the prime minister of Great Britain. Um, hmm. I... <laughs> a detective. <laughs> That was a lot of choices. A sad otter. <laughs> That's on the internet. Uh, he didn't say the internet. There are there are some that I know for sure aren't it, but I'm I will say the Prime Minister. He played the Prime Minister of Great Britain on The Simpsons. The King. He's never been the King. Strangely mm. enough, wow. Well, he's the King, king of, of my heart. hearts. That was a yeah. Strong... Of course, I knew I knew the answers to most of the other ones. So invariably, the one that I got, I was not going to know. That was a very strong <laughs> round for the West Coast. They currently hold the lead, but there's plenty of time left. Now, they, our, need, they need an early spent. lead. Good night, folks. Our next game, uh, we need somebody on Team East to sit out. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you what the game is until you decide. So who who's not going to play the next game? I'll sit out. Oh, you're going to regret this. <laughs> That's a Canadian thing to do. Uh -oh. Oh. You're so well. If this, is, if, this is, volunteer. if this is related to Doctor Who, I Mon am protesting. Monty is going to sit out uh, because Monty is going to host this round. Oh, boy. This 
is what Family Feud, oh, 1977 edition. So does that mean Monty has to drive to each of our houses and give us a kiss on the cheek? Ooh, yes. We'll edit it. It's feasible for me. Yeah. Everybody press Three days later. I enjoyed Monty's work in Hogan's Heroes. So, Monty, uh, why don't you start with a question for uh, Team Pacific? Team West Coast. You're my favorite team. Aw. Rigged. I'm going to go arbitrarily in order here of our back channel. So, Glenn Fleischman. Oh! 100 people were surveyed. The top seven answers are on the board. This is 1977. Name a politician's voice you'd recognize. <laughs> Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford is the number five answer. Three people would recognize <laughs> Gerald Ford. I thought that was a stretch. <laughs> Chevy Chase. <laughs> Greg Doss. Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon, the number two answer. 31 people would recognize Richard Nixon. <laughs> this is before TV and radio, right? No, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They would just kind of load Family Feud onto a truck and drive it around. <laughs> Philip Michaels. There are still five answers on the board. You have no strikes. Name a politician's voice you'd recognize. James Earl Carter. Number one answer. Thank you. Ding, ding, the president ding, ding. at the time. 43 people would recognize the president. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Lutz. We have already heard Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, and Gerald Ford. There are still four answers on the board. How about that John Fitzgerald Kennedy? No, I am sorry. One <laughs> oh, no. Because he'd have a zombie voice. <laughs> he's, he's <dead. laughs> That's not what your Congress can do for you. Brains! More, more brains! Brains! <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens to a Kennedy. I believe we go to the moon. Ask not what your brains can do for you. <laughs> that's, that's it. Too soon. What the hell, 1977? There is one strike. Oh we come back around to Glenn. Glenn, name a politician's voice you'd recognize. Oh my gosh, what's up on the board? We got Carter, Jimmy Carter, Nixon. and Richard Nixon are the top two answers, and Gerald Ford is the number five answer. Still missing numbers three, four, six, and seven. Well, it's not going to be, but it might be, oh, <laughs> Ronald Reagan? Ronald Reagan, number six answer, three people. Oh, shoo. Wow. Greg Noss. A little before his time, but. Still uh, three answers on the board. <sighs> doot, doot. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Three seconds. Reagan was my answer, and Glenn took it. <laughs> Johnson. Johnson. No. <laughs> Two strikes. Andrew Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> also Matt a zombie. Johnson of Masters and Johnson. Philip Michaels. There yes, sir. Two strikes. Still three mm. answers on the board. I've got a good one, so don't blow it, Phil. If this, the other team will get a chance to steal. I am going to go with Edward Kennedy, or Ted, as his friends <laughs> called him. Edward Ted Kennedy. Oh. Yes! Oh. We go over to the other team. Team East, you have a chance to steal. Does the other team mm. get to consult, or do we... Uh... Uh, theoretically, there... you would have been huddled for the last five minutes, and now uh, you're in a line with everybody shouting nonsense at you. Good answer, good answer. 
Big money. In the butt. Big money. So, uh, Scott. No whammies. Um, um, now what, what were the, uh, what is, what's already on the board again? Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, and Ronald Reagan. Wow. You have a shot hmm. at the number three, four, and seven answers. I will say Henry Kissinger. Damn. Henry Kissinger. Ah. Yes. What? <laughs> that was going to be my next answer. Nice, Yay, nice team that I'm not technically on right now. Uh, Woo. <laughs> he, he wasn't elected to anything. Just a politician. What place is he? Uh, he was number four. Wow. The names that were not guessed, number seven, George Wallace. What? Wow, that wow. Been... With like of... one person. Yep. And number oh. three. Alabama representing. Number three, Hubert Humphrey. <laughs> I was going to guess him. I defy anyone to do a Hubert Humphrey impersonation right now. Uh, that's what I thought you were doing. I'm Hubert Humphrey. What about I may Dwight sound David like Dwight David Eisenhower. The team, he stole that one. Where'd yes, he be Minnesotan? There's a Tom Lehrer song about him, but I don't Amazing. know his voice. All right, it is time for the next question, and this goes to Team East. Scott McNulty, we surveyed 100 people. In 1977. In 1977. Most of whom are probably dead. The top. <laughs> we can only hope. One of whom who loves George Wallace. <laughs> Definitely dead. That's hopefully dead. Actually, three of them love George Wallace. Oh, oh my oh God. God. Yeah. <laughs> top eight answers are on the board. No. Name a food often used as a term of endearment. <laughs> In 1977. Oh. Hmm. Yes. In jars. Uh, pumpkin. Pumpkin. Number yeah. four answer. Six people said that. Dan Morin, we go to you. There are still uh, seven answers on the board. Uh, cupcake. Cupcake. Show me cupcake. Number eight yes. answer. Three people. Eat it out. Three people are just as demented as Dan. <laughs> I'm trying to show you my cupcake. Whoa. Somebody loves Whoa. George hey. Wallace and cupcakes. Hey. <laughs> they are Who very doesn't, similar. Steve? Who was doesn't? that the same hundred people, was it? Or maybe it was. It could be. I assume that they just asked these questions really quick before each uh, taping. <laughs> you know that famous picture of a that... cupcake standing in the door of the school? They had a hundred people <laughs> locked up in a room behind Little and Secret. It's a, a weird survey. All right, David, what politician's voice would you recognize? Name a food that you would <laughs> call a loved one. What is your mother's name? What is the password? What is the secret formula? <laughs> Henry Kissinger. Oh, yeah. Name of Honey. Honey, you say? Honey. All right, honey. Number one answer. answer yeah. 58 Ooh. people call somebody honey. A good one. Good answer. Good answer. Good yeah. answer. Woohoo. Good work. No whammies. John Syracuse. There are still five answers on the board. We have seen honey, pumpkin, and cupcake. <laughs> I feel like we're getting a little glimpse into the romantic lives of the East Coast team. <laughs> I'm going to hope there were some Southerners hey. on this survey and say peach. Peach. Show You're me peach. peach. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. You have one strike. Oh, You're not a peach. Oh, jeez. It's the pits. <laughs> Scott McNulty. Hmm. I hope the other team is huddling up. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, we are. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, pie, as in sweetie pie. Show me some pie. <gasps> oh, Number man. seven, pie slash sugar pie. Oh, sugar ooh. pie. But not sweetie pie, pie? but no peach, huh? Yeah. Peach yep. pie. Dan Moore. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm racking my brains right now, and it's You've going really poorly. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, peanut. My little peanut. You have two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Carter wasn't in the survey. No. Limburger. <laughs> David Lore, your team has two strikes. You I'm going to try honey, pumpkin no pie and cupcake. I'm going to try plum. Plum? <laughs> Judges, I need a ruling. I'm giving it to you for sugar plum, the number five wow. answer. Ooh. I'll take it. Of course you will. John, <laughs> back to you. John Syracuse. Oh, Name a food often used as a term of endearment. Your, your teammates I'm, I'm can shout out suggestions. With, uh, your teammates can stick with, stick with the diner theme and go with Beef cookie. tenderloin. Cookie. Ooh. Mm. Oh. 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 You have three strikes. Peach cookie. No. Okay, Team West gets to steal. Bacon. Ooh. West Coast, what you got? Don't worry, Team West doesn't know how to love. <laughs> Hubert Humphrey, Team West, will say <laughs> avocado. I think I think as um as George Wallace once called his lovely wife. I I think we're gonna go with sugar. Good answer. Good answer. Nice job, Phil. Good job. Good <laughs> Give me some sugar. That is the number two answer. The West Coast has successfully Woo! stolen from the East Yay. Coast. Boo. Oh. So, You're all right, George Wallace. All things are right in this world. <laughs> the right. category counting up from the bottom was cupcake, pie slash sugar pie, dumpling. 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 Oh. Sugar plum. Sugar pumpkin. plum. I was going to gloat about, about knowing that one, but I would have been no help on the uh, politicians <laughs> one, so I'm just going to keep quiet. And the final one nobody got was apple in parentheses of my eye. Oh, apple. I put that in David, David had it in the I back didn't channel. I because apple sweet, sweetie pie isn't a food. Uh, I think those were ridiculous. Neither is pie a term of endearment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Monty. Monty, you got a couple more? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to do two more. <laughs> we got a whole box. This is time for Team West one more time. <laughs> It's only a pity we can't see the little yellow plastic tab sliding to the side. Yeah. Best part it's of this in, game. Oh, you got to get my podcaster for the mind's eye. Yeah. Personally, I rank uh, Monty ahead of uh, Louis Anderson, but below Steve Harvey. It's <laughs> just where well, I wanted thing. to be. That's a dangerous group to be sandwiched between. <laughs> Drew, you speak Drew well of the dead. On the Drew Carey scale. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I like this category. We're going to start with. Greg, because we moved down one. We already started at Glenn the last time. Greg? I think we're all familiar with how Family Feud works. (laughs) (laughs) I like a little disturbingly so. 100 people were surveyed. The top five answers are on the board. Name a person who is famous for his sayings. It is 1977. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Twain. Mark Twain. You have one strike. Oh, 1977. What? Wait, wait, what you said 1877, right? <laughs> 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 Hubert Humphrey. Philip Michaels. Name a person who is famous for his sayings. I'm tempted to say George Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with my answer as um, Will Rogers. 
Will Rogers is the number five answer. Six people have heard of his sayings. <laughs> it's yep. crazy people. Steve Lutz. I've got one to steal if it comes back to us. Four people above him. Name a person who is famous for his sayings. Well, in my opinion, it ain't over till somebody's picked Yogi Berra. You are now one strike closer to it being over. Mm. You have two strikes. Glenn Fleischman. That was my guess, too. That was a good guess. I give you credit. Two strikes on the board. We have a Syracuse point. I'm going to (laughs) say Confucius. Confucius. Mm. Number one answer. Three points. Back to Greg. Numbers one and five are off the board. Oh, I see where this is going. Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. What kind of uneducated uh, hundred of these people? (laughs) They're the people. It's 1977. They haven't seen. They don't have the internet for a game show in 1977. It's the Richard Dawson. Charo. You're talking about the heart heart of malaise in the studio audience in 1977. Heart of malaise. Team Eats, you get a chance to steal right now. Uh, Ooh, do we, do we have an answer, answer, guys? I think we should yes. go with your guest, Dan. All right. Uh, yeah. Benjamin Franklin. Benny Frank. Who? Number two <laughs> answer. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh. So, Monty, I was going to guess Jesus. Yeah, Jesus yeah. would have been my second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they filmed had... Family Feud of the East Coast, Yogi Berra. In 1977, on Jesus would have gone without saying. You don't even need to put him on the list. I had Shakespeare on my short list. Ooh, what would Jesus yeah. say? The five people, the wisest people available in 1977 were... Robert Plant? Confucius, Benjamin mm-hmm. Franklin, William Shakespeare, Nipsey Russell, and Will oh. Rogers. <laughs> yes! Nipsey <laughs> Russell! <laughs> this was a game oh, show crowd, remember? Best poet of the five. I, I, I want to see the Venn diagram of people who said Nipsey Russell and George, and George Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> Man. Okay, I, one more. And, and Fest, sugar pie. I don't know who that really is. One really confused man. <laughs> Time for one more, and this will be for Team East. Dan, will start. Team East, 100 people were surveyed. The top 10 answers are on the board. Oh, uh, goodness. Dan, we're starting with you. What? Dan, we're starting <laughs> I mean, with you. Okay. <laughs> Name a man's hobby. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Fishing. Fishing. Number two answer. 16 points. David Lohr, it is 1977. You're a man. What is your hobby? <laughs> wow. I know it involves Aquafola. Call of Duty. <laughs> Don't say writing plays. Don't say writing plays. Possibly high karate. Uh, I'm going to go with woodworking. Woodworking. Wait, wait, wait. We have to clarify whether that's a euphemism or not. <laughs> we get double points if it's it both. Could be woodworking slash sugar woodworking. Sugar pie. Number five answer is carpentry. Uh, what? Uh, is what they called woodworking back then. Yep. You gonna disagree <laughs> with Jesus now? <laughs> I think John all of our back channel woodworking answers are is woodworking is more uh, sort of self-directed with no end. Carpentry is a job, and you're gonna get something out of it. That's the difference. That's right. John Sir. They're related. Name a man's hobby. I'm going to go with hunting. Hunting. Number six answer. Ooh. So uh, right now we have the number two, five, and six answers out of ten all revealed. They are fishing, carpentry, and hunting. Scott McNulty. Bowling. Bowling. 
Uh, number nine answer. Yes. Or you guys really have your points. finger on the pulse of the 1977 man. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Morin. I'm going to go with golf. Golf <gasps> is the number one answer. Oh, good answer, good answer. I, I am a 1977 <laughs> man if there ever was one. Casual sexism. <laughs> that's that's a devotion. More that's a just a given. Yeah. It's just yeah, like Jesus. It's not a hobby. That's a full time job. <laughs> Emotional repression. <laughs> also a full time job. Atari Starship. <laughs> Withholding love. <laughs> Drinking. Yes. Never telling my son Phil how much I loved him. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> one person had that answer. <laughs> We're waiting for David Lore to name a man's hobby. Um, billiards or pool? Billiards or pool? Mm, oh, no. Oh. oh, no. John I was Turkey. thinking rumpus rooms. I'm going to hope that there were some nerds in 1977. I'm going to go with model trains. Model trains. That's you not a man's strikes. hobby. Oh, That's a child's man. hobby. No, old men <laughs> no. like trains. What are you talking about? They old not, old, not old man's hobbies. Come on. Well, there were old men in 1977, and they had model trains. The MIT Computer Club arose out of the model train hobbies. All See, the old sitting. Men are dead. I like sitting. Sitting. Glenn's <laughs> house is filled with model trains. I assume. Glenn's <laughs> house is a model train. It's That's a wonderful image. I wish it were true. Scott McNulty. Scott McNulty, you have two strikes. There are still five answers on the board. If you get this wrong, the other team gets a chance to steal. And what what are the answers on the board again? We have revealed bowling, hunting, carpentry, fishing, and golf. And if you do all of those, you have a lot of spare time. Be a man. Um, let's see. Um, I want to say drinking. But I don't think that's actually on there. <laughs> that's more uh, of a pastime. Speak for yourself. Family feud. Yeah. Family feud is uh, a hobby. I'm right? going to say swimming. People like to swim in 1977, right? <laughs> nope. Three strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Team West Coast. Team West. Swimming wasn't invented until the early I, '80s. I think we have a. I think we have a consensus, don't we? We sure. do. Yes. yes. The consensus is tennis. Any, My anyone? father in 1977 played tennis. Show me tennis. Such a lie. You have failed to steal. Is disco on the list? Because I'm going to be angry if disco is on the list. Is TV watching a hobby? Baseball? I was going to say football. Camping? Camping? I was going to say poker. Those aren't hobbies. They don't do football. They watch football. But this is what people will answer, right? Driving tiny cars while wearing buffalo horns. They may play touch football. Okay, Monty, Cocaine. What, what were our other choices there? The number Foosball. 10 answer was stamps. A manly pursuit. Uh, so how many liars gave that answer? <laughs> there was football at eight. The number seven answer was cars. The number hey. four answer just, was... Just cars by itself? Cars is a noun. Just, it just, just cars. Just cars. <laughs> What's your hobby? Cars? Do you fix cars? I just cars? really, really no, like that cars. album. The number four answer was girls. Lifestyle. Oh man. Oh. And the number three answer, in spite of the presence of football and golf, is sports. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I would have guessed sports. Tennis doesn't fit in there? Come on. No. And I'm we've concluded if you, if you have people a have not appreciably sport, it doesn't. All right, so 
uh, that was interesting. <laughs> That's one word for it. So, uh, so we go, we go now. Uh, Team East is now slightly ahead because they did very well at Family Feud. Yeah, Boo. yeah. Boo. They won three out of the four rounds. Good job, team. The Incomparable Game Show is brought to you by Riceroni, the San Francisco treat, and by HostGator.com. HostGator is a premier web hosting provider. If you're looking to start a website, HostGator can help you get started with monthly hosting plans, one-click installs, and tons of other features that make getting your site up and running easy. If you're a more advanced user or a business, HostGator can take care of you with reseller plans, VPS, and dedicated servers. HostGator guarantees 99.9% uptime, no matter your size or needs. If you're a WordPress user, you're going to love their one-click installs and optimized hosting platform. When you host with HostGator, you get unlimited disk space and bandwidth. They have free site builder tools that are super easy to use, but if you find yourself needing any help, they have 24-7 support to ensure everything is running smoothly. So come on down to HostGator.com to learn more. And when you decide to purchase, don't forget to use the coupon code Snell sent me and get 30% off everything at hostgator.com and buy turtle wax. And uh, so now Monty and Erica, you're back on your teams and we move to our next round. Our next round is about television ensembles. I'm going to give you the last names of television ensemble characters and you need to tell me the show. Characters, not actors. Characters, not, actors. not actors, characters. Okay. That's important. Team Mannix West. <laughs> yes. Harris uh-huh. Dietrich Levitt. Oh, oh what I are we naming? Because I know who they are. I, I know who they are. What are they, what's the, what's the TV question? Show. <laughs> what Miller. show. What show are Harris Dietrich? Barney Miller. Miller. Barney Miller. All right. Very nice. I once, I once had no. to shove <laughs> Barbara Berry out of the way because she was in my way. I once had of course you did. True. Dietrich <laughs> is my favorite television cop. I don't Same usually here. brag about shoving Imagine women. the Barney Miller theme. Now try imagining the Night Court theme. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, was, was shoving women on the uh, last Family Feud board, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's just a given. That's a given. That's Team a way East, of life. Calvin and Wright. Magnum P.I. <laughs> uh, God right. damn it. Good grief. Even, with, <laughs> even without Higgins, you got that. That was good. <laughs> Team West. Tucker, Reed, and Mayweather. Wait, I know that. Uh, is that w- is oh. that WKRP? Uh, shoot, I know. Mayweather. I know. Is there a steal Reed on this was one? Was his real name though? Wasn't it Tim Reed? Was the actor's name? Yeah, that was Tim Reed. Was the actor's name? The character was to get it wrong. Trap. Oh, didn't I, say fever or fly trap. It's not WKRP. <laughs> Mayweather. Oh, I know this. Tucker Reed really and Mayweather. Lloyd <laughs> Mayweather. <laughs> oh, is this Starsky and Hutch? No, it's not Starsky and Hutch because neither Starsky or Hutch would be in that list. <laughs> or or Huggy Bear. Bear, Huggy Bear Tucker, Mayweather, of course. Tucky Reed and Mayweather. <laughs> of the Chicago Huggy Bears. Oh, Mayweather. I don't All know. right, there's a timer on this. All right, <clears throat> team, team, team East, you get a chance to steal it. 
Star Trek cool. Enterprise. Star Trek Enterprise is the oh, right answer. No one watched that show. Star Trek I watched Enterprise. half the season that's of that. That's it. All right, I like five episodes. Dan's bad taste in television pays off. All right, TV. I need to get a reward. I watched the whole. Laura gets a, a softball over the plate yep. with the Magnum PI characters, <laughs> and you're asking me about a Star Wars show that even or Star Trek show. Whoa, whoa, even Star whoa. Trek people can't abide. Look, whoa. if you had just listened to the Babylon Five episode, you a couple would know. Episodes yeah, back, that's you exactly. Right. Okay. Uh, team East. Uh, Perkins, Dwyer, and Wyatt. That's Parks and oh, Recreation. Come on, Parks and Recreation. All right. Very good. You're gonna ask the Indiana guy, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Sorry. It's just how it how it had to be. Um, team West. Rosenberg, Harris, and Chase. Oh, Buffy. Yes. Very oh, good. Thank yeah. you. Jesus. And Team East. McNeil, James, Lair, Gorelli. <laughs> I was going to go with Lair too. <laughs> oh, I know that one. McNeil. Well, sorry, repeat those for McNeil, me. McNeil, James, Gorelli. News Radio. News Radio. You got it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That was hmm. all good, Is except they... for the, the Star Wars episodes. <laughs> you Wait, his, uh... name's, his last name's Gorelli? Thanks for it. Joe. Oh, he made a news radio bit. Nobody will understand it because nobody watched that show except us. All right. That's a great show. Yes, Jimmy James. I could have made that even more obscure, honestly, because nobody remembers Lisa Miller. Anyway. All right. The high point to both Andy Dick and Joe Rogan. Let's move on to another group. We're going to call this Liars Club. I've asked each of the teams to create two fictional definitions for sci-fi terms, as well as, of course, presenting the real definition. The other team has to guess which one is the real definition. So first, Team West, what is your term? And then uh, who's going to be giving our definitions? Uh, please hold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, well, I can tell you. So Team West, Team West's word is faroid. Our term is faroid. The definitions will be given by me, Monty, Glenn, and then Phil. All right. A pharoid is the mathematical name for the irregular polyhedron more commonly known as a seven-sided die. A pharoid is a prince in the Micronauts universe, a late <laughs> addition to the series, uh, and um, has a really wonderful, totally unrelated uh, figurine that was created from him, kind of Egyptian-themed. A pharoid is a splinter group of Farscape fans who objected to the methods other Farscape fans used to get the Sci-Fi Channel to renew the show. All right, Team East, you have You're to telling me one of those is correct. Who is telling the truth? <laughs> uh, no one. Can you spell pharoid for us? P-H-A-R-O-I-D. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's... <laughs> See, I, I was going to dismiss the Micronauts one as pandering, but since Jason may have come up oh, with these, this, that's also very trick, plausible. Right? Well, we could <laughs> we eliminate the Firescape one, can't we? Because it's not P- the, car- the show doesn't begin with a PH. See, well, that, that yeah. is why See, the spelling was relevant. Phone, yeah. phone freakers, I don't know. I'm... I, I, I kind of want to go with the Micronauts one? now because Egyptians, Pharaoh, yeah, I feel like uh, that's, I, I would, I would, it deserves yes. a point if it's not correct. How about that? I, I would I would go with that. Are we all agreed? Does anyone yeah. want to speak up? I'm, sure. I'm fine with it. All right, we're going with the Micronauts <laughs> one. 
Paroid glow. He glowed in the dark. He is a micronaut. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I wish to lodge a protest with the judges about, about the, the spelling. spelling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because the entire <laughs> we they asked. They didn't have to ask. They asked. The Farscape thing was entirely based on the phonetics. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, and it might have worked being. too if they hadn't asked how to spell it. But they were smart enough to ferret that out. Now, see, I just wanted to start all of our answers with. Pharoid is a micronaut, and then come up with increasingly <laughs> ridiculous-sounding micronauts. That would have been great. But, uh, uh, that might have worked. See, I like the double bluff there of, well, it could be pandering to Jason, or it could actually be a micronaut. <laughs> All right, Team East, you are going to define for us the term Jethric. All right, we're, we're, we are How do you spell checking. that, Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> I will let Jason spell it as we decide. It's J-E-F-F-R-I-C-K. No, that's not it. It's J-E-T-H-R-I-K. <laughs> Also a micronaut. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's all micronauts all the way down. Jethric was a bluish mineral that was a vital component for certain types of warp drive engines on Doctor Who. Erica with the Doctor Who term, of course. Okay, so uh, Dantu Jethric is a bounty hunter from the sixth season of the Clone Wars animated series. Dan with the Star Wars reference. Okay, I, I like where this is going. Jethric is the name of the waterlogged billiards-like game in Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, only mentioned by name in the novelization by J.M. Dillard. Oh, All right, geez. David with the Star so Trek reference. So David Lore to say that. <laughs> All right, Team West, you have to decide who is, the, who is telling the truth. I don't even know who to believe here. So we had Doctor Who, <laughs> Star Wars, and Star Trek? Yep. You betcha. Well, the Doctor Who oh, is obviously anywhere. a fraud. <laughs> yeah, they're they're using an appeal to authority and getting yeah. Erica to use that one. <laughs> and it, it, I just feel like the it, the term only used in a novelization is is unfairly obscure, more obscure than a Micronauts reference. <laughs> <laughs> Although I can imagine a young Jason poring over the Star Star Trek Five novelization. <laughs> It's not Young one Jason? of the better Jason Trek. Last Jason. Week. And weeping bitterly. In fact, he probably really. just turned to the most tear-stained page and found the word Jethric there. For no. my money, the Return of the Jedi, um, the yeah. Return of the Jedi novelization was the best of the novelizations. I'll, I'll agree with that. I think we're all are we all in Star Wars. Yeah, I, I think it was yeah. Star Wars. I think one, so. Yeah. Why not? So, so your your choice is Dan's. Dan uh, let me. Re- I will. Jethric. I will read the the what I was given on my card. It says. <laughs> Please create a definition. Oh. Jethric <laughs> is a mineral found in Erica's oh. favorite episode of Doctor oh. Who. Holy God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just from Doctor Who, but from my favorite, favorite story episode. of all time. You fools. Well, so what episode, Erica, what episode was that from? Uh, the Rebus Operation. Oh, of key, course. In the Key to Time oh. series. Of, uh, I've seen all those. I, I was led to believe that my teammate Glenn Fleischman knew something about Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Period. Apparently, apparently I not. not. I only know things yes, about politicians. I can just hear Paul Seed saying, Jethric, 0.001%, it must be a mistake. That's right. And yet... See? And yet, okay, we're going to move As on. As it happens, he does. He is uh, well acquainted with one of the craft services people that was on the set during the filming <laughs> of that episode. <laughs> he pushed I've her never over. met anyone involved with Doctor Who. It's my, that's why I'm going to right Gallifrey One next year. All right, <laughs> here we go. Our next round is, uh, I'm going to alternate between teams. Anybody can answer. Uh, and this is called uh, the Fake Sci-Fi Cursing glossary i'm going to give you a bad word from a sci-fi show or movie and you need to tell me which one 
which show or movie it's from. That's really fracking stupid. All Wizard. Right. <laughs> team Team West. Frell. Farscape. Yeah, Farscape. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Team East. Frack. The reboot. And the original, actually. I believe. Did he use the original? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, team West yeah. Coast. Felgercarb. Oh. Battlestar Galactica, the original. That's right. Very good. They were dirty, uh, dirty, dirty people. Uh, team East Coast. Pudu. Oh, come uh, on. Come on. <laughs> They're not all Star Wars, Star Wars prequels. prequels. All right. Uh, team uh, West Coast, Goram. Oh. Shameful. <laughs> Firefly. Firefly, very yes. good. Team East Coast, Shazbot. <laughs> oh, God. Morgan, 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 Morgan <laughs> Team Fixes in, old guys. Team West, yeah. team West Coast, Smeg. Red Dwarf. That's from Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. Very good. <laughs> Team East Coast, Dunsel. 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 Oh, I knew Smeg. <laughs> All I, I got from that from one was like sixth Buck, grade. Buck Rogers or something, but I got nothing on Dunsel. Dunsel? If you can't sp- think of it can you spell it for us, Jason? Can you use it as a sentence? Can you use it as a sentence? Word origin, please. D-U-N-S-E-L. Sounds German. Dunsel, Dunsel is a useless object found on a ship. In the Micronauts universe. <laughs> George Wallace. Sugar Fire. Other space, name a space show Buck, that we Buck haven't Rogers. named yet. Let's, let's go with Buck Rogers. Yeah, right. sure, go with that. Sure. It is from uh, Star Trek, the original Star Trek. This is when the, that Ooh. episode where Captain Kirk is replaced on the bridge by the computer. They start calling him Captain Dunsel because he's useless. Um, oh. That's awful. West the NGN tube. Team, Why don't you ask us about that? Team West, Patak. What's that? Oh. Hello. Those are getting harder. Patak. That sounds, that sounds, sounds next generation y to me. Sounds very yeah. Klingon. Patak. I agree that what it sounds like Klingon. Oh, Patak. It's, that's Klingon. That is Klingon. Yeah, yeah. it's from Star, Star, Star Wars. Uh, Star Trek. Deductive point. Deductive point. five. It is Klingon. Well done. And uh, for Team East Coast, Dren. Yikes. Dren. Oh, oh. That doesn't even sound familiar. I yeah, am I blanking. I don't know. I, I don't think I've heard it. If I have, I've forgotten. I was thinking, is it like Family Feud? Are these all from 1977? Because that's why I guess Buck Rogers. <laughs> should we pick? Should we pick Babylon Five? We haven't covered that one yet. I we could pick it, but I just watched the whole thing and ha- don't remember hearing. Is that? it from like Stargate Although, or one of those terrible wrong. shows? Barney Miller. I want to say it's Farscape. <laughs> it sounds like it could be Farscapey. Yeah, sure. Let's go with it. Sure. Farscape. Final answer. <laughs> David saved your bacon there. That's also a, a, from the foul-mouthed sci-fi series Farscape. Well done. <laughs> there were lots of Farscape curses. I could have kept going with that. All right, that was good. Very good. Everybody yeah. knows the Faroids would have really much in <laughs> the bad. That's that. good. You spelled it. Yes. How, how do you spell that? I'm glad nobody asked me to spell Patak because I was well. It's in the language of the Klingons. And oh no. All right, here we go. We're going to move on to our next round. It's called "You Are George Lucas." Oh, I am not. And I'm sorry to have insulted you in that way. Take that back. Are you sure we're not George Wallace? <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't sound like George Wallace. I'm not. I, I know George Wallace's voice. Yeah, exactly. So you are George Lucas. And what that means is, he, of course, George Lucas famously is a revisionist. He likes to uh, change his work. So is George Wallace. I don't know what I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> uh, political science humor. <laughs> and <laughs> Zing. <laughs> 
the uh, and, and I just want to very quickly go around and I'll award you arbitrary points for this. Fix one thing in pop culture. If you could fix one thing, what would it be that you could fix if you had the power of space and time like George Lucas has to fix one thing in pop culture? And we'll start with Team East and also Canada. Scott? <laughs> uh, I Since I've been playing a lot of Dungeons & Dragons as of late, I would fix the 2000... Uh, release movie called Dungeons and Dragons, which was awful, and I would fix it by erasing it from history. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very nice. I thought he was going to have the Germans win World War II, but really surprised by that answer. He contains <laughs> that's multitudes. a given. That's Glenn's that's answer. Uh, no, Dan, he no. could have cast Tom Hanks from Mazes and Monsters mm. since he was the. Uh... Ah. Uh, in the in the spirit of the category, I, I'm I was going to fix the fact that. Um, that uh, Greedo shoots first, and 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 go back to Han shooting first, the way it should always be. All right, very ah. nice, very nice. The way Lucas intended. Anti-revisionism, interesting. Yes. A little cognitive yeah, re- dissonance. Revision, here, revisionism. George. David, what's your uh, revisionism? Well, uh, much like when Wrath of Khan was in in production, and the spoilers started coming out, and Nicholas Meyer stopped everything and said, "You know what? I'm going to rewrite the movie." and changed everything so the spoilers didn't spoil it. I would go back in time and make J.J. Abrams do something more than just say, no, he's not Khan, and make Into Darkness a better movie. All right. John? A tough choice here. I have two possible ideas that I thought one of them would be taken, and neither one was. So I'm going to have to go with my heart instead of uh, maybe the the better logical answer. I'm going to say that uh, Firefly runs for eight wonderful seasons. <laughs> yeah. And two, and two not so good seasons. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> after Fillion leaves, option, adding the kid great. was really a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. When they added Poochie, it was no good. Not, not good. He, I, I hope he gets Cousin back Oliver, to get off this ship. They brought in the CGI uh, mascot. I, yeah. I aim to adopt a misbehaving orphan. <laughs> Erica, what's your revisionism? Uh, I would go back in time and uh, muffle uh, John Sim, who played the master in the new Doctor Who, and not let him uh, tell Russell T. Davis that he would like to be in uh, the finale of David Tennant's run so that he would stick with his original idea of an intimate little spaceship and the 10th Doctor sacrificing himself to save a family. Ah, uh, I could get behind that one. All right, Team West Coast, it's time to change history. Glenn? Ooh. Oh, I've been waiting for this to tell you this answer for decades. Um, space food sticks should never have been discontinued. It was a very important <laughs> part of my popular culture upbringing, and uh, they, there's no taste like it left in the universe. Um, I've been searching for that taste my entire life, and, and I'll never have it again. So that's clearly something I would change from my childhood. I don't understand a word you just said. <laughs> space food stick. Oh, how old are you? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm very young. I'm about 30. You're very young. Steve so, Lutz, pro- what is they your were, uh, uh, before, time to die? Before the ambrosia came about, you were born. <laughs> I'm still confused by what Glenn said. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Space food st- Google it. I think you already changed the past by raising those because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Figurines or something? I I am the lathe of heaven. So Uh, what? Like like astronaut ice cream or this is Otter Pops? Not like astronaut ice cream. That's really (laughs) astronaut ice cream is Benedict Cumberbatch Pops. Are you talking about Tang? Seventh child of Steve. Because Wally Shira talked about Tang a lot. So did George Wallace. So did George Wallace. Yes, Steve. Hitler. What are you changing? 
All right. What Other if, than Glenn's, you could change Glenn's answer too. If that's yeah. the thing you don't want to change. <laughs> what if, what if, as as Han is dismounting from his tauntaun, his pants fall down? Oh, Hilarious. There's a poetry oh. to it. No, maybe I'm taking this Lucas thing too seriously. No, as George Lucas, my ability to fix things extends far beyond what's on the screen. Fix being in huge quotation marks here, obviously. Uh, I have enough money to buy politicians, so I'm going to spread some of that filthy lucre around Washington and get the cutoff for copyright pulled back. Uh, from now on, mm. you've got 25 years to squeeze as much money out of a given recorded work. That's like an edit or a song, an edit of a song or a cut of a film. And then it's public domain. Uh, because the fact that I can't buy copies of every episode of MST3K or watch WKRP in its original pure form is mm. quite simply poodoo. <laughs> yeah, that's from Star Wars. Uh, very good. Very good. I like that one a lot. Phil. You're going to love this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll all agree. I think everyone here will agree that the greatest American musical is Guys and Dolls. Yes. And um, the big screen <laughs> adaptation stars mm. Marlon Brando <laughs> in the romantic singing lead role. And as he sings, as he murmurs his way through Luck Be a Lady tonight, I think I might actually use all the CGI... Um, at my at my uh, considerable uh, disposal to uh, put in someone else, be it Frank Sinatra, who's already in the movie and strangely cast in the comic role, even though he has no comic ability, or even Jar Jar Binks to be Sky Masterson. Anyone, but look, be a lady tonight. Just no. Bob Dylan. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's great because he's he's like Both. almost near the notes. Get me to the church on time. Greg, what are you fixing? <laughs> I um, I didn't understand the scope of the question, so I came up with two answers, one of which is to remove all sequels from every creative work ever, ah. thus <laughs> like finally it. finally, and definitively settling the question that A New Hope is better than oh. Empire. Oh. <laughs> that, that would be your only chance. <laughs> <laughs> and my, um, my smaller scale change would be to make um, everybody in The Wrath of Khan not look like they escaped from Olivia Newton-John exercise video. All right, but the, your first thing cancels out the second because that's a sequel, so we'll exactly. move on. Monty, what are your changes? Uh, well, mine turns out to be kind of a subset of Greg's. Uh, I'm going to be both George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and only make one Indiana Jones movie. We can have Raiders. Exactly. Getting rid of Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and Crystal Skull. I like last the week. original Superman trilogy is the only thing that loses out by dumping the sequels. What? what? And The Godfather. <laughs> and Star Trek 2. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Star Superman's Trek. Okay. Greg, I think you ate too many space food sticks. Uh, Superman I, th- three. I thought Monty was going to say he was going to add the guns back to E.T. <laughs> I really like this movie called Aliens. It's a sequel. The, the good done is far better than the bad. My backup, incidentally, was more Steve Lutz He-Man commercials. Oh, nice. My backup, my backup yeah. was... Extra uh, points for Team East. Okay. <laughs> my backup was The X-Files ends after six seasons. My backup was taking Sofia Coppola out of Godfather 3. My backup was uh, redoing Hunt for Red October so that everyone on the Red October actually had a Russian accent mm. instead <laughs> of the I thought floating you were gonna say Tower of Babel. That they they're had. all played by Sean Connery, every single person. I want to see a mid-40s Steve Lutz doomed to doing... He-Man commercials for the rest of his life. <laughs> Skeletor is his Kill enemy. Me. Kill me. <laughs> Kill oh, my me. hip. My hip. By the power of Metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Next up is what I call Debate Club. Debate Club, I'm going to give you a topic. 
And then you get to choose pro or con. And I would like you to argue for uh, roughly a minute in, uh, in, in your favor, pro or con, whichever you choose. And then the other team gets a chance to respond for about a minute with the other side of the argument. This is completely impromptu. You have not been given um, a- any, uh, any pre-work here. So this will be completely unscripted. Uh, team East, you're slightly ahead. Would you like to go first? Or second? Oh. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys second. think? Second. second. Yeah. So second, second then. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> team, team, team West, you get to go first. You can choose pro or con for this topic. Con! <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. I am pro that. Just shouts that for a minute. Your turn. In, okay. Here's, here's your question. The Star Wars prequels are bad, but the Matrix sequels are worse. Pro- or con. Mm. The Matrix sequels ruined something, while the Star Wars prequels can be dismissed out of hand. Oh, but is that pro or con? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to pick a side. That would make that would make the 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 Matrix sequels worse. <laughs> this is hilarious. You, you you've broken them. It is kind of tough to go pro or con on that. I mean, like you just—it's a minute. Just somebody I, somebody yeah. step up and say, "I'll." Talk I don't for think a it's minute. difficult. I could pick either side here. They're just. We're going to say the Matrix sequels were definitively worse. All right, that's it. Uh, you can begin uh, when you're ready. Well, obviously, the Star Wars movies, you have a discrete Star Wars chunk of movies that you can still watch. You still have three good Star Wars movies. But the Matrix, you as soon as you get into the trilogy, it starts falling apart immediately. It's as though Empire Strikes Back were replaced with Episode Two. Yeah, each subsequent Matrix movie makes you hate the earlier Matrix movies more and makes them more unwatchable, where you can at least preserve the original Star Wars films. You can pretend the pre- prequels don't exist and you can still appreciate them. Let me grab the baton here, fellas. Um, the Matrix invented a new uh, uh, lexicon for filmmaking that the uh, uh, following two movies immediately undid. What's more is Matrix 2 was filmed in my uh, current hometown of Alameda, California, and when I mention that to people, they are not impressed. They point at me and laugh. <laughs> and as a final point, let me just say that Carthage must be destroyed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Excellent work. Scott Scott gets that. That was good. I, I have not actually seen either of the Matrix sequels, but I know that if my cohorts on this team say they are worse than the Star Wars prequel, then they are very, 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 very bad. Very bad. There is a rave sequence in one bad. of the Matrix sequels that lasts for about 30 years. Yep. <laughs> and we're still watching it. Still going on. Team East, uh, somebody needs to step on and explain why the Star Wars prequels are actually much worse than the Matrix sequels. Go ahead. We're going to take turns, but I'm glad that they pick the actual incorrect answer so we have the truth <laughs> on our side, which is much easier to debate that way. Uh, so the first Matrix movie tells more or less a complete story. Uh, the first Star Wars movie ends with Darth Vader still alive. Obviously, there will be sequels after that. So that for that reason alone, the Matrix sequels, you're saying the prequels can be dismissed out of hand? The Matrix sequels can be dismissed because the, the first Matrix movie tells the whole story. There's nowhere to go after that. Whereas in the Star Wars prequels, there is definitely something that we need to know. We need to know how Darth Vader came to be. How did he get this way? He used to be Luke's father, and now look at him. We need to know that answer. And then our dreams were crushed by the form that answer took. And I will pick up the uh, the relay there to point out that the Matrix sequels don't really have a terribly whiny kid who doesn't seem to be able to deliver a single line of dialogue. And Keanu Reeves is playing kind of an emotionless character, so I'm going to give him a pass on that one. (laughs) 
Also, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, uh, you know, are possibly the only people who have slightly better chemistry than Anakin and Amidala. (laughs) And for for as bad as the uh, as the uh, acting is in a few points in the Matrix films, overall, it's not that bad. I would say pretty consistently almost across the board in the prequels. It's it's crap. It's so much farther to fall, I think, is the point. The Matrix, great movie. You know, sequels, not so great. But like Star Wars, original trilogy, really good, and then really bad. For and you prequels. have some really good actors who are just stinking it up in the prequels, whereas in the Matrix sequels, it's just sort of like, meh. Yeah, there's, uh, there's Lawrence Fishburne. He was great in that movie about chess. Do you remember uh, Bruce Spence, though? The crazy-looking guy? No, Debate for... Club. Debate Club is over. No debate. debating in Debate Club. I, 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 uh, I, I, I challenge your point that this is over. It's just, point it's just, of order. Point of order. Rebuttal. It's just, uh, that's it. We've, we've seen it all. I'm going to score that one three to east, two to west <sighs> in my arbitrary scoring system. <sighs> so many lies. Two team Matrix east. sequels and three prequels. Team so. east. You chose wrong. Why would you ever let a team with me and Dan on it have to explain why the prequels are bad? Yeah, we hope you bore Jason into oblivion. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually, that's Clever. an excellent point, John. It's now 42. <laughs> So, <laughs> just for bad game theory. Okay, Team Click. East. Team East, here is, here is your thing you can choose, pro or con, on this statement. In a battle of deranged billionaires, Tony Stark beats Bruce Wayne every time. Well, yeah. Nope. In a battle of deranged yes. billionaires? You're trying to say there's something I'm saying that like, Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne, if they were battling each other as these crazy billionaires with uh, all their little uh, outfits, uh, who would win <laughs> and defend that? Well, you comic people know better, but like, I'm uh, leaning towards movies. like, doesn't Batman, doesn't ba- Batman defeat everybody? I, mean, I gotta go con on this. I gotta go con on this. I think it's con. I'm, okay. I will, I will defer con. to. All right, you guys, you guys go ahead and go ahead and argue that Bruce Wayne beats Tony Stark. Go ahead. Bruce Wayne is a yeah, psychopath. All right, Bruce Wayne is a psychopath. Tony Stark is a narcissist. I think psychopaths tend to beat narcissists because, among other things, Tony Stark might be really smart, but he just doesn't have the levels of depravity and like personal tragedy to draw upon. Like, Batman's not going to pull punches. He's going to figure out exactly how to disable the Iron Man suit in about 30 seconds. And then Tony Stark really doesn't have much of a chance beyond that because Bruce Wayne is just going to kick the crap out of him. So, yeah, I think that in terms of sheer darkness, I think I think there's more reserves for Bruce Wayne to draw upon to, you know, murder Tony Stark. Not murder, but, you know. Make no, he totally murder Tony Stark. No, but Batman doesn't kill people. So, like, you know, he doesn't kill him. He would just make him Sometimes wish he does. Not unless he really wants. He doesn't like, save him. I mean, if he could kill people, the Joker would just not be a problem. You're not supposed Anyways, to yeah. debate amongst yeah. yourselves <laughs> in your fantasy scenario of what he does to Tony Stark after he's beaten him. We'll move on. <laughs> Team West Coast, uh, you need to defend the honor of uh, a longtime West Coast resident, Tony Stark. I just wanted to point out that what those two were doing was master debating. It's it's different. The, <clears throat> Tony Stark is one of the smartest people ever. Assuming that Bruce Wayne have the same amount of money, Tony Stark can build almost anything, including a suit that can withstand the Hulk. He can certainly mention to Bruce Wayne that his parents died, and during that moment of of sobbing piteously, take him into little pieces. And Bruce Wayne has a psychological block about using guns, which I think is going to be a weakness against a man who owns his own enormous munitions company. Also, I think we're taking into we're 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 wrong in in 
thinking that Wayne Industries and Stark Industries is a battle of equals, the balance sheets of Stark Industries, the profit and loss sheet, far uh, tilts in favor of Tony Stark, meaning he has far more resources at his disposal than Bruce Wayne, who also is uh, psychologically damaged in a way that Tony Stark is not. And let's consider the uh, secret identities. Tony Stark, much better playboy billionaire than Bruce Wayne. Tony Stark has no boy ward to drag him down. <laughs> oh, so yeah. We rest our case. And as long as we're on the subject, Pepper Potts would kick the crap out of Alfred the Butler any day. Of the week. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that. It was gonna be uh, it was gonna be four to two for West until uh, Dan and Scott started fantasy arguing about exactly the extent of uh, Iron Man's injuries, and so I took a point away for that. <laughs> Where was my team on that? I needed my backup. Well done. Um, I'm gonna move on. We. I, I, I'm uh, I'm actually going to skip a section that was a a, fan, a, a weird fantasy draft because we've been going on forever and we don't need to do that. So we're going to move on to <laughs> no. ma- to what I like to call because I stole it from here, the match game. <laughs> we are playing the match game, and here's how this is going to work. Um, I need using using our sophisticated messaging system that we have while we record this episode. I'm going to read a sentence, and then and then one person on the team is going to message me what they think their answer is, uh, and then we'll see if it matches the answer from the other four members of the team. That's how this is going to work because it's like the match game. So so I'll ask you to think of something and not change it when you hear somebody else. If they match, that's fine. So Glenn, you're going to guess first, and uh, so Steve, Phil, Greg, and Monty, you need to fill in the blank. So you're going to tell me your answer, and then we'll see if they match it. Here it is. So you guys, everybody who isn't Glenn on the West Coast, think of their answer. Glenn, I need you to send it to me. Tommy the Time Lord was so dumb. How, How dumb, dumb was he? He thought that Tardises were blank on the inside. Fill in the blank. Glenn, you need oh to uh, give me your answer, so we'll see if it matches. I'll take just a minute. The whole West Coast team has to think about it. He's going to write something in German. All right. Steve, Tommy the Time Lord was so dumb, he thought TARDISes were blank on the inside. I had boobies. All right. Good one. You know, there's a surgery another, another that will help with that, Steve. Yep. Phil, what's your what's your uh, what's your response? Chocolate. <laughs> All right, very nice. Greg, low budget. Good, very good. And Monty, I said filled with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Unfortunately, Glenn's guess. Reveal it, Glenn. Black holes. Black holes. I don't know. I do not understand this game at all. Glenn's <laughs> answer. I was going to space food sticks. But he was going to write space sticks escape from yeah, the black holes. Yeah, I would have gone smaller. I don't know. I know. Okay, John, John, John and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah, well, this that's, is, that's the trick. Brains. All right, here it is. Scott is going to guess. By the oh. way, anybody who did not say boobies has failed. Yeah. Scott Scott is going to guess this one. And Scott, don't say something crazy like Glenn did. <laughs> just, just say the actual I, answer that we're going to Occam's Razor here. Occam's Razor. Yeah. Chocolate Chinese wasn't crazy. Here it is. Here it is. After the events of M-Day, Magneto lost all his powers. But when he got them back, he was no longer attracted to metal. He was attracted to blank. Boobies. <laughs> 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 Black holes. All right. The answer right. is chocolate. Scott's answer made you laugh. All right, here we go. Dan, 
What do you say? After M. Day Magneto lost his powers, when he got them back, he was no longer attracted to metal. He was attracted to blank. Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good one. Uh, David? I, I have to defer to Mr. Lutz and say boobies. Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, John? I don't know what Scott wrote, but I'm just going to say wood. <laughs> these, these answers are all on the same theme. That is good. And, uh, and Erica, what do you say? My answer was boys. The obvious answer is X Men, for God's sake. It's yeah. X Men. Yeah, but also if you if you know um, Ian McKellen's persuasion, mm. you might answer yep. what Scott did, which is women. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, no match. Sorry, you tried to be too clever, Scott. Too clever. Too clever. That was the first. I was gonna say black holes, but there right. <laughs> yes. was too narrow. Okay. Okay, Monty, you get to, you get to uh, be the matcher here. You get to send me a oh little uh, text message. All right, here is the question or the the whatever they call these things. I don't even know. Darth Vader was embarrassed. How embarrassed was he? Thank was you, he? Luke. He said. I'm not your father. I'm your blank. (laughs) (laughs) I got my answer right here. Can we just go for the simplest, dumbest answer, guys? We have some points to catch up on. (laughs) That's not how the match game works. Simple and dumb is exactly how the match game works. (laughs) Drunk and hilarious is how the match game works. You take that back. Tipsy Russell. Have we been hilarious, though? That's the question. Here is Fanny Uh, Flag, anyway. We have been. Why are we playing Jeopardy? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, oh, that's what Glenn thinks all the time. Why aren't we playing Jeopardy? <laughs> okay, um, Greg, what's your answer? Mother. I'm not your father. I'm your mother. Uh, Phil. Gonna go all Paul Lind on you. <laughs> I'm your Sith Lord. Okay. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I had mother. Ah, and Glenn. Proctologist. <laughs> Not as easy as it looks, is it, guys? He's, he's going for a space sticks theme, guys. Monty's answer is... <laughs> Daughter. Daughter. Oh. What a twist. Oh. It's a shocking twist. Okay, Erica. The points oh were just hanging there. This... You just had to reach up and take them. Erica, this next you one, is, one is for you to, to, to message me about. We've gotten John Syracuse all wrong. When he tells us he's playing Journey, he's not experiencing a classic video game. He's playing the song Blank. (laughs) (laughs) When when John Syracuse says he's playing Journey, he's actually playing the song Blank. All right, here we go. Scott. Don't stop believing. Nice. Dan. Dan. Any way you want it. David? Separate ways. <laughs> John? Yeah, I guess we're just going to cover all the bases, uh, faithfully. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to Dan Moore, and any way you want it is the answer yeah! for Erica. Yeah. Uh, we to know what, what uh, journey songs does Erica know. She was like, I hope that's a journey <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my full answer was any way you want it. God, God I, I hope that's a journey, journey song. song. <laughs> that was. Which was the first draft. That was in parentheses. All right. Um, here's one for Team West. 
<laughs> I'm gonna knowing what Steve it. will answer, I'm gonna change the order here. All right. Oh come on, <laughs> Phil. Phil, this one's for you. Is the spit still going on? Yeah, it's, it's almost over. <laughs> Never ends. Okay. It's almost over. We got our last two now. Bigger on the inside. And I'm gonna. Hello. You sounded like a confused brain injury patient there, Phil. <laughs> What's happening? Still now? going on? Yep. Oh, the I want title. My pudding in bed. Nurse. Here it is. The title of the new Star Wars movie is out. It's called Star Wars Episode Seven: Return of the Blank. All right, Glenn. Star Wars Episode Seven: Return of the Blank. Morons. Okay. Black hole. Phil Umbridge. I don't know. Boobies. I don't know. I'm gonna fill that with Umbridge. Steve. Uh, I'm gonna go with Return of the Shut-ins. Steve is such a self-hating nerd. Greg. Cash machine. Cash machine and Monty. Actors from the movies you liked. (laughs) (laughs) And Phil, your answer was. Oh, that's nice. Lens flare. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Nice. You know, I'm actually literate in film. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. All right. This is the Team East. This is your last one. I'm going to give this to David. Um, And I'm going to say up front, boobies is not the answer. Do not answer boobies. (laughs) Censorship. Boobies it is. Here's the question. Jason, boobies is always the answer. Yeah. I can't think of anything else right now. Captain Picard said, I just saw the strangest alien. Instead of having two arms, he had two blank. (laughs) Bazoom. Why? Why? (laughs) Oh, dear. George Wallace. George Wallace. (laughs) I'll be in my bunk. For an alien, having only two boobies is strange. It is odd. <laughs> Nipsey's Russell. I've seen Total Recall. I know how things work. Yep. Did anyone hear that whistling sound as our traffic numbers pull? Sponsored this week by <laughs> Digital Tumblebeats. It's, it's, they pull them it silently. And Squarespace. <laughs> Scott, what's your answer? Heads. Two heads instead of two arms. All right, Dan. Noses. Noses. Good. They're playing a win, guys. John. We can repeat answers, right? Yep. Yeah, because I was going to go with noses as well. All right. Which is frightening me that I always had the same answer as Dan. Yeah. (laughs) Only you'd been matching. Erica. Wait, that wasn't Uh, just Dan twice? (laughs) I was uh, on the same wavelength as Scott because I was thinking heads. Heads. David, what was your answer? Evil twins. What? <laughs> you said David is officially the whoa, 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 whoa. Try the math here. All right. David, do you, you live said on the no West Coast boobies. Secretly? That's not fair. <laughs> but how can he have two evil twins? Aren't they triplets? Ah! <laughs> it was either that or space food sticks. Quadruplets? Oh. I don't think you're taking this seriously. You might be in trouble. You might not be. All right. It is time for our last round which i've stolen from many other podcasts it is defend the indefensible i will give you a statement you have to agree to it and give me reasons why you agree for 30 seconds no one gets any points for the match game segment uh no dan Dan the journey song song. one point yep uh we matched on other ones so here defend the indefensible i will give you a sentence you must agree with it vociferously for 30 seconds immediately after i read your sentence to you and then I will judge you. <laughs> Those two things may be unrelated. We, we will start. <laughs> he might be judging us already. We will start with Steve. Oh, boy. Steve? Yeah. This worked out so well the last time. 
I can't wait to go to Comic-Con and be with all those sweaty people. <laughs> I am really excited about that because uh, if there's one thing that I enjoy about cons is getting to meet lots and lots of people who have lots and lots of, uh, of gravity. And um, there's plenty of gravity to go around at Comic-Con. Also, uh, if, if you want your olfactory bulb to get a, a real good workout, that's the best possible place. I mean, I'm getting on, on years, and I, you know, my nose doesn't work quite as well as it used to, but boy, does it work when I go to Comic-Con, man. Clears the sinuses right up. It's going to be a very exciting time, I think, All at right. this year's Comic-Con. It's a good 30 seconds there. Thank you, Steve. I'm going to award you three points for that. Nice. Out of 20. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Scott. Ouch. Yes. Here's your question. This may be the same question I gave you the last time. I don't actually know. Here's your, mm. here, here, here it is. Books stink. Give me a video game for real storytelling. <laughs> well, I mean, this is obvious, and uh, I don't even know how you think I could not defend this, because <laughs> video games are a feast for the eyes. You're actively engaged a book just lays there and doesn't do anything. It doesn't challenge you. Uh, I remember as a kid trying to get Mario to kill those Koopas, and uh, it was it was very difficult. It taught me amazing life lessons, and I've learned literally nothing from books. They are a waste of space. They don't enrich anyone's lives, and uh, they're not as colorful as video games. So clearly, don't waste your time on video game on uh, books. Here, here. <laughs> I say it at the end there. Yeah. Um, two points for you. What? That's what you get. And that, and that was the same question you gave him. Last yeah, I think so. That was all. It was only out of ten, though. So, I think it was Getting movies better. he had to defend last year. Yeah, see, he def- he had to do video games this <sighs> time. I forgot them all. Phil, what have you learned from books, anyway, Scott? Nothing. Everything see, else it was sucks. all true. <clears throat> Phil, <laughs> Phil, here's your defend the indefensible. You ready? Yes, I am, Jason. Magnum PI Peshaw TJ Hooker is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, and I'm glad that you finally brought this up. Magnum P.I. has his stupid Hawaiian shirts and has his uh, his little British manservant. T.J. Hooker just has himself, baby, and Heather Locklear. You don't see Heather Locklear on Magnum P.I. You know why? Because Magnum P.I. blows. T.J. Hooker rules, and uh, I've never seen Magnum hold on to the hood of a car for 20 miles while the, the bad guy is trying to shake him Whoa. off. Give me Hooker any time. I'm hooked on TJ Hooker. <laughs> All right, five out of five. Give for that me one. Hooker any time. Definitely the soundbite to take away from that one. Five out of five for Phil. Uh, David Lore, are you ready? I hope so. Oh, man. Magnum PI, Peshaw. Knight Rider is where it's at. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Right there, you've got a talking car. I mean, how much cooler is that than a little British manservant? And what was going on with them anyway? I mean, there was a lot of bickering and everything, whereas the car, no matter how much they bickered, still had to drive, you know? And you got, he's got one outfit, black leather. Come on, black leather and jeans beats Hawaiian shirts and a Detroit Tigers cap. I mean, come on, Detroit Tigers? Seriously? So, yeah, Knight Rider all the way. Um... Uh, car. <laughs> car that evolves into a Cylon someday. A slow clap. I surrender the rest of my time. Three, three, three points out of five for that. All right. Uh, Two of them were just for um, car. Car. <laughs> car. That was your, he's referring, of course, to kids. To K-A-R-R. Yeah, car. Right. Yes, yeah. enemy car. Yeah. That's right. All right, Glenn, oh, it's your question. Yeah, I'm here. 
Agree with this statement. Yes, sir. There need to be more sci-fi novels about puppies. Well, I think a lot of the <laughs> sci-fi genres have already been explored. We've had all the, the angst and all the dread and the end of the universe and things blowing up. Puppies are popular. Give people what they want. And I think we've already seen uh, kittens explored in the science fiction genre. Puppies' <laughs> time has come. We have ponies. They're sort of magical. We have kittens in, uh, in uh, uh, some novels. We need puppies to take over the genre, and their magic will be eternal. Very nice. You hit it right on the dot at 30 seconds. Oh. Um, I'm going to give you four out of five. Yeah. If you had, you, you said angst. You didn't get in a Sturm und Drang. Oh. So that would have pushed you <laughs> over the top to five. But very close. Very close. All right. Erica. Okay. It's your turn. Here it is. There should totally be an American TV series version of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? The Brits have had that show for like 50 years. It is completely our turn. I think it's it's only fair that we have somebody. I mean, you know, when it actually came back, the Canadians wanted to uh, overdub Christopher Eccleston with somebody with a Canadian accent. And I think that the U.S. should take it one better <laughs> and have an actual U.S. actor, because I think everybody around um, this continent would really appreciate the doctor better and be able to relate to him. Sometimes they use some of that British slang and he just seems so stuffy. It's really a little bit tough to follow i think for a lot of people and it would be a show for the masses if they had one of us one of our own as the main character right i think that's important i uh i'm gonna give you three points for that if you had mentioned i'm gonna go shoot myself now by the way if you had mentioned a butler (laughs) at any point you would have gotten more points but that's fine uh greg noss (laughs) greg noss it's your turn Yes. That's that is it's not supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to make you feel bad. That's how we like to end. <laughs> I feel bad everybody all wants the time. to be very sad. Greg Noss, here's your here's your statement you must agree I'm with. I'm always angry, Jason. Anyone who would make an app to remind their wife they love them is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Much worse than a monster. They're the sociopath. They walk among us without the basic ability to do something like merely communicate with another human being. I suspect they need apps to prevent them from hurting animals. In fact, why not make it even more than a simple app for reminders? Why not have the app actually communicate with the significant other as God intended? We can't replace ourselves with machines completely yet. I'm looking forward to the day when we can. Um, Was that 30 seconds? Car. Car. (laughs) Monster. Car. Car. Um, And just throwing up boobies. Right. Maybe say something about Carthage. I got huh? confused at the end when you started talking about replacing us everything with apps because <laughs> yeah, I think I that's in the opposite of what was intended. But that's okay. That was very very confusing. All right, I'm, I'm very confused. Dan, uh, Dan Morin, I get no yes, points. Is what you're saying? It's, it's no. I gave I gave you I gave you a point. Yeah. Um, Dan, Mor- it's very close. By the way, um, Dan Morin. Hey, it, why don't you text your wife and let her know? Yeah. It's your turn, Dan. Here's your statement. Yes. Please. And you you referenced this earlier, so this will be great. Dan, Greedo shot first. Well, of course he did. I mean, frankly, if everything had gone according to plan, he would have just killed Han Solo right then and there. Because Han Solo, as we all know, kind of a wimp. Greedo, he's a bounty hunter. He's hardened. He's got those, uh, you know, that fancy orange jacket and everything. He's on his game. He knows what he's doing. He's not just going to let himself get shot under the table. He's not an idiot, okay? So I, I think what it comes down to is we're talking about a highly trained professional here. And if he doesn't get at least a shot off, then, you know, there's clearly something wrong. This guy is a high caliber bounty hunter. He's not just some schmuck that they found off the street. I mean, Boba Fett, I don't know, the stupid 
good helmet. You can't really see very much. But Greedo, Greedo is the man. Uh, I would keep my Greedo action figure in Car. mid condition. Car. Also, is Greedo really a bounty hunter? I, I... Yes, he is a bounty right. hunter. Yes. Okay, well, Though he's get, not a man. You get an extra no. point. No, he's more no, of he's a. He's, more of he's a, the a man. Job Thank you. Henchman. Yeah. He's, yeah, but he's, he's a bounty hunter. Man. Look it up. Look it up. I'm All just right. saying. You I've done a, my research. You get a couple points for that. I get a couple points, please. <laughs> I got confused and switched topics halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Monty. Yes, sir. I need my pudding. Here you go, bed. Monty. Pretty simple one. Game of Thrones does not kill off enough characters. Well, I've been saying this for years, and I'd like to thank you for giving me a chance to use this venue to tell people about this. The fact is that there are thousands of characters in Game of Thrones, and most of them never die at all. They just go through an endless series of, oh, the imp's almost dead. No, he's fine. He's just got a head wound. Look out, the kid's brand's been kidnapped. No, he's not been kidnapped at all. They need to, or rather, George R. R. Martin needs to stop dicking around and start killing people off left and right. It's a shame that from book to book, more than 20% of the characters are people I recognize. All right. Can't really argue with George R.R. R. Martin needs to stop dicking around. It's <laughs> <laughs> powerful, powerful words. It's going to take a big one from John Syracuse to put this one over the top. That was actually why I stopped reading the books is because I got tired of him not killing people off fast huh, enough. Nice. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading the Greedo entry on Wikipedia, and he has an elaborate backstory. <laughs> <laughs> he what? I don't say. He had no, a lot I... of life before he was gunned down in the prime of it, okay? Yeah, no, it's true. All right, John, it's down to you. No pressure. Okay, a little bit of pressure. Please agree with this sentence. I don't like sand. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole sentence? That's it. Well, who likes sand really, Jason? I mean, all all sand is is very small rocks. Uh, And if if you want a bunch of very small rocks that are so pointy and tiny, they can stick to your skin, literally stick themselves into your skin and cling to you so that when you sit on any other surface, they're just driven further into the surface of your skin. And God forbid that sand ever gets moving in the wind because then it's just like sandpaper going against your skin flaying it off of your body it's just miserable stuff and did you ever get a piece of sand in your eye especially one coated with salt it's like taking shoving a tiny rock filled with salt into your own eyeball it's just a torture device and sand you think you can escape it there's entire beaches full of it there's an entire section of africa that's just covered with sand it's a menace to society we something needs to be done about this sand we need to just push it all off into the ocean and keep it there i knew i knew he'd get he'd work his way up to it although i was also car <laughs> wait, wait, did you just compare shoving a piece of rock with salt on it in your eye to shoving a piece of rock with salt on it in your eye? It's, it's, it's a solid distinction because it could be a piece of salt into your eye, but having a sharp rock coated in salt because the salt oh, might disintegrate okay. when it comes in contact with the liquid in your eye, whereas the rock will not disintegrate and will continue to be a pointy device. He is still going. Salt. John accuser, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Please give freely. There are sandy sections in Africa. Wow. <laughs> and yet no reference to Anakin Skywalker's dislike of, scan- of sand. I didn't, get, I didn't get your reference. In the inter- I thought that was implied. what you are talking about. He, he just needed to read Anakin's dialogue. I don't yeah. like sand. Rough, of course. I can't It's not soft like Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah. It gets yeah. everywhere. I only like things that are like Natalie Portman. That's how I measure things. I, that is a good Boobies. philosophy in so, life. <laughs> John Renault. So we played... We played <laughs> We played a long time. We, uh, I gave out a lot of arbitrary points. 
Um, the <laughs> now East, a totally arbitrary total. The East team, uh, well, the score is 66 to 65. <laughs> and uh, quite, quite honestly, the East team led most of the led most of the game. They were head, head there, and all uh, all the East team had to do to close the deal was to make to have John make a Star Wars reference, and he didn't. So, Team West, you're the winners. Right. Oh my hip! Backing into. I would like to appeal this ruling. <laughs> This is completely uh, I'll be formally filing my protest. You just said I don't like sand, and I totally agree unexpected. with it. I don't know what to do now. See, I, I was going to say you get points for not making the Star Wars reference. Exactly, that's, that's easy. easy route. And car, and car, <laughs> car is an extra point. Come on. <laughs> Why is Knight Rider being better than Magnum PI indefensible? Artificial balance, because Jason really is is in aligned with Team Old. That may be. He's a West we are not team old. We are team Pacific time. I'll have you. <laughs> That's <know>. true. <laughs> Living in and the past. What time zone is we are Jason? Team, in? We can't. We can't start podcasts at 11 p.m. local time. You both played so well that. <laughs> Do we get a handicap for being sleepy? That it came down to the end, and I Look, didn't want it to be a tie. We have to go to bed early. The nurse says so. So, so yes, team West. Team West wins I'm by so a nose, happy. by a hair, <laughs> by a grain. By a nose hair. Grain, well, I'm never coming hair. on this irrelevant game show again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who says you'll be invited? All right. Well, that was that was something. And uh, until next time, I would like to uh, I would like to thank all my contestants for playing the feud and other other various games. I'm not sure the show is entirely honest. Uh, it might not be. <laughs> Glenn Fleischman, thanks for being here. Thank you. Black holes. Forever. Space logs For, or whatever those things space, are. Space, You're gonna get letters food about sticks. That. All right, sure. From other 46 year olds. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yep, Steve Lutz, thank you for being here. On behalf of the evil twins, you are very welcome. Yeah, excellent. Evil twins. Phil, Michaels, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. Ah, that's very polite of you. What a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's indefensible too. <laughs> uh Greg Noss. Romantomatic in the app store today. (laughs) 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 But how about tomorrow, Greg? How about tomorrow? Monty Ashley, thank you. Thank you for having me. Scott McNulty, over on the East Coast. Goodbye. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Morin. We was robbed. Yeah, sure. David Lohr. Um, Car. 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 (laughs) Evil Twins. John, John Syracuse. Same did thing. I mention that I did another two-hour podcast right before this? Because you're a marathon <laughs> man. You're you're marathon. Yeah, that man. was just accidental. That's, worth the, that's worth at least a point, isn't it? Jason? That was just accidental. And that one was all about sand. And Erica Ensign, thank you for joining us from Canada. Yes, thank you. This is actually my third podcast today, see? and I'm going to take my Jethric and go home. That's right. You get a, you get the blue ribbon. Mix that with and water. It's made of Jethric. Mix that with water. Yep. Swallow <laughs> internally. And that's it. Until next time, I am Jason Stone reminding you once again to have your pets spayed and or neutered. And good night. And? How does the and work? Just be oh, thorough. you know. Be thorough. Oh, you know. If you've got a very thorough, incompetent veterinarian. No, I'm not going to do that one. That one's crazy. <laughs> oh, Give that one's crazy. As opposed to the other ones that we're seeing. Yeah. Well, the one I'm skipping is name a kind of stew. And the four answers are beef, Irish, mulligan, and hobo. Hobo? <laughs> <laughs> hobo? Is that made with hobos? Or... <laughs> this didn't taste like hobo so whatsoever. Hobos.
Maybe I use too many hobos. The ones you get at the A&P are real fatty. You gotta canned, get the hobos fresh hobos. off You the just tracks. get that flavor. I prefer farm-to-table hobos, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Of Mice and Men takes a very dark turn. Never telling my son Phil how much I loved him. Oh, wait, no. Oh, God. I was going to say masturbation, but I can't follow that with masturbation. <laughs> then you're not trying hard enough. Actually, one kind of leads directly to the other. You can follow everything with masturbation, friend. <laughs> George Wallace? Masturbation. That's right. <laughs> Synonymous. Where were we? we're not even streaming live and i want to apologize to the chat room (laughs) we're waiting on david david you're up david is visiting the bathroom where he will produce some jethro (laughs) (laughs) which coincidentally is blue and could power a tardis turdis So do you guys, by the way, Team West Coast, do you guys know what a Dianoga is? Never heard of it. It's one of the two mountains in Yosemite, isn't it? It's an old, it's an old-timey wagon with two cars. See, John? I think they wouldn't have gotten it. That seemed it. like it was too easy. Well, that's because it John and I, John and I, I are on this team, so John and I would have known it. That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know it, and they didn't yeah, know no, it. Yeah, no, it's a diorama of a Conestoga. A Dianoga was a telepathic alien in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It was uh, affiliated with the Dominion. Oh. No, it was the uh, creature in the trash compactor in the original Star Wars. That was no. totally a lie. Full of lies. <laughs> it's a sin to debate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Men, men's hobbies. Ding. <laughs> now, you'll go blind doing that, Phil. <laughs> Let's just all sit in silent appreciation of the Google image search of space food sticks. I'm just looking at space food sticks. Did you grow up in Amsterdam by some chance, Glenn? I'll get you and your little space food stick, too. The Comparable Game Show a little looser than the slickly produced game shows you find on the television. This is all I'm saying. We'll fix it in post, Jason. <laughs>